Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Hey, Dan. Hey, Keith. This episode is brought to you by Kyle. Yeah. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. I noticed that every time we get really sad and start talking about money, <laughs> Kyle sends us some. Hey. So Kyle sent us some money on Venmo. Holy shit. Thanks. Yeah. That's so nice of you. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> cool. Thanks, Kyle. So anyway, this and the next four episodes are brought to you by Kyle. Hey. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell stories and then be like, I wonder what Kyle thinks about that. <laughs> uh, oh, I should write in with an update. He should. Uh, I Brian used to do that. And, like, I hadn't heard from Brian in a long time. And I, I posted a meme on Facebook. Uh, and he's uh, it had weed in it. And he's like, like, you guys smoke. Like, you guys don't get high. <laughs> yeah. And so, for the purposes of this public persona <laughs> and the fact that I uh, am taking a drug test for a job tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> correct. That, that, that uh, is, God, sorry. Brian. Correct. Brian. Uh, never <laughs> once. Mm. Uh, and, you know, even if you, it, someone says I did... Uh, very presidentially, I did not inhale. Yep. So how about that? <laughs> Dan, have you ever... Can confirm. Have you ever used a drug in your life? <laughs> of course not. No, of course not. Caffeine's anyway. all I need. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fuck you, Brian. How about that? Yeah, in fact, here, Dan, here's a dollar. Fuck you. Brian. Hey. <laughs> uh, and more importantly, uh, you know, fuck yeah, Kyle. Fuck yeah. You're our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> close close second though uh hippie hater because yeah. he writes us weird reviews all the time yeah. and then yara said he was gonna write us a review and didn't uh another weird thing okay this is a really weird episode for a lot of reasons is one our name no longer makes a lot of sense <laughs> why is that Keith? uh so if you go now to the five by five website you'll see mm-hmm. a big change and that's because uh you know five by five is becoming more of an archive of things that were you know, mm. Dan Benjamin's moved on to bigger and better things. Uh, so although in the past I have said that we host our website or our podcast on fireside, mm-hmm. I have been a liar. <laughs> we were always being hosted on five by five TV. But now in the last few days we have uh, sent our show. It's been a Dan Benjamin did all this. I didn't do it. God, I'm, you know, I'm numbers <laughs> stupid. Uh, he moved our show to be hosted on Fireside. Now I host my other two podcasts, the Picard and In the Unlikely Event, on Fireside, mm-hmm. and I really like Fireside. I'm I'm like drinking Kool Aid Company man with this uh, <laughs> with this company because it's it's like the WordPress of podcasting. Oh, okay, I'm, sh- I'm sure Dan does not like it when I say that. <laughs> But it really it's very intuitive. It's consumer friendly and yeah. uh, great user experience. Right. Um, <laughs> he gave us a very cool uh, website. It's movies.fireside.fm. Word. I like that. Uh, but we're going to have control over our metrics now. Unfortunately, mm. that means we've lost all the metrics up till now <laughs> because yeah. it's no longer supported on a website that no longer exists. Mm. But it was interesting <laughs> to see that just in the last 24 hours that 5x5 at the movies has had quintuple the Ooh. downloads of my other podcasts hey. uh so you're welcome as much as i right <laughs> it's all dan <laughs> they're, they're coming here listen to dan uh so it, it does it's very heartwarming all this is to say before we get into movie news is like i get down on the show sometimes because we don't have sponsors and people don't really uh send us money except for kyle mm-hmm. and our six patreon supporters and, and supporters. Yeah. uh 
But there are a lot of people downloading and listening uh, because you really only get credit for the people that listen to the episode. We don't get credit if it just sits in their uh, their bank. Mm. So all those thousands of people are actual people listening to us. Uh, and that's very exciting. So just yeah. on a positive note, thank everyone and send good vibes for passing a drug test tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was my next yeah, point? Not, not because there's any reason that you should fail it. No, because I live just, in Austin, uh, Texas, and <laughs> yeah, there's a good it's chance just in the air. It's just in the air. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're I go to the bougie driving through downtown. And you're like, well, all right. <laughs> Sometimes you go it's to the bougie restaurants, and it's just there. You know, if yep. you go go to Cosmic Coffee, yep, you're getting a contact high just sitting there. Yep. Uh, I mean, so, deal with bands all the time. That shit's gonna be around. Yeah, a hundred percent. Literally, again, just in the air in that the you're air. walking through. It's not that big a club. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, it's good. Uh, I want to plug our Patreon, and I don't do it a lot, but go to Patreon.com/slash Five by Five at the Movies. Uh, we got a nice little chunk of change. Hey. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about the specifics. All right. But it was nice to get some money. Uh, it's nice to get a little appreciation for what we do. So uh, hey, help us out. You get nothing. <laughs> I mean, we'll plug you. Nothing. You get a good day, hey, sir. <laughs> I should have had that queued up. Uh, like our rewards are something we'll give to anyone that gives us, you know, money on Venmo, like Kyle does. Like we'll make you a sponsor show. We'll talk to you about. Uh, we'll plug something you like. But really, uh, obviously, the people that listen to the show are not interactive. <laughs> so you're not getting a lot. Just just give us some money. That's it. <laughs> uh, and we're not on the charts right now. But now that we're gonna have control over our metrics, I feel like. Once I have a demographic in mind, that's when we can actually start going after sponsors, which mm. we, it's always been the goal. It's, we're almost, what, three years into the show? <laughs> yep. Three it's, years into the show. It's a good three-year warm-up. <laughs> uh, dying to get a sponsor that lasts longer than, like, three or four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now with these, like, very targeted dem- uh, demographics, we're going to have it. Because I don't know of the thousands <laughs> of you listening who yeah. the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the old the old uh, the old info was not very informative. Yeah, it was how many, <laughs> and they actually listened as opposed to download. But now we're going to know, uh, you know, your age group, mm. where you are, your social security numbers, All the things your, you put into Facebook and Instagram, your, your Pornhub uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. history. Um, <laughs> I can't believe how many of you like stepdaughter porn. It's that's disgusting. There's a reason it keeps getting posted. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, all of you. <laughs> It's a sin. <laughs> they don't make it because nobody watches it. <laughs> oh, oh, Daniel. Oh, oh. All right. That's all that. Nope. Stop. I mean, Thanks, we got Tom. a whole section about reboots and things we don't I can't need. wait till someone at my, my new job listens to this show and then I get fired immediately. <laughs> just like, hey, uh, you know, he does this really awful podcast about movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Anyway, moving on. Dan, what's the number one movie in America? Oh, um, all right. So. It's, write down it's, your guesses again. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think last week, Scream was real close. It sure was. To No Way Home. Yeah. So my my theory is that it either stayed, uh, it, they either both dropped at the same rate, uh-huh. and uh, Scream is still above real close, or uh, Scream had the bigger drop off, the second week drop off, and No Way Home is still dropping less percentage, and is therefore number one again. Yeah. Well, you're close. <laughs> So last week, Spider-Man No Way Home was at 30. Now it's at 14. Mm. Last week, Scream was at 
uh, 20 and now it's at 12. So a little little less than half, a little more than half mm. in the ballpark, but it is 14 million Spider-Man, 12.2 for Scream. All it right. is, uh, I saw an article, it is projected that next week Scream will be the number one movie in America. Okay. Um, but that being said, Spider-Man is now the sixth biggest movie of all time at $1.69 billion. God damn. Oh, and I wrote down for number three, uh, Venom 2 question mark lol. Oh, yeah, that came, <laughs> that came out. Oh, I'll finish the top five. Sing 2, Redeeming okay. Love, which I wasn't even on my radar, and The King's Man still hanging on in that Oof, good spot. Wow. With 1.8 million. Beat out the re-release of Venom 2. Right? I don't know why they did that, because they were supposed to do it with Mobius. Uh, Yeah, I think they want uh, No Way Home to make as much money as it possibly can, and they don't want a new Spider-Man movie competing against the other Spider-Man movie. Sure, but then why put out Venom? Well, the- never mind. Yep. Sony, Sony's whatever. So they had to fill a slot. <laughs> nice TV, asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Scream 22. Uh, that's what I call it. Scream 2022, not the 22nd Scream movie. Mm-hmm. Scream 22 is already set to surpass uh, 2011 Scream 4 entire domestic box office All barely right. two weeks after it was released into theaters. All right. So good yeah, for them. Yeah. That's quick. It is a really good it's, movie. It's getting really good word of mouth. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't put this in my notes, but I wanted to say I watched The Last Duel. Oh, yeah. Word. Uh, so much better than I thought it was going to be, and I had expectations. Okay, it's real different. Word. It's a, uh, you know, it's everyone looks very weird. Matt Damon's got a uh, <laughs> a, a mullet, yeah. And Ben Affleck has bleach blonde hair and eyebrows, <laughs> which I can empathize with. Yeah, it was really good. It, the movie is told in three parts from three different persons' point of view. Okay, it's two like and a half hours long. Thing. Yeah, and it was. Oh, it's real good. I like I like period pieces and I like politics, which is why I really like Phantom Menace. And I wish it was just more <laughs> yeah. about trade routes and negotiations <laughs> yeah. than about people waving around laser swords. So I, I don't know what else to say, but otherwise it's done really well. It's Ridley Scott at his most Ridley Scottish. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh really the the accents are atrocious <laughs> the accents are as bad as robin hood prince of thieves oh boy but it is such an entertaining movie and so fun to, and really does give you a lot of like to think about and like uh the whole movie you know i don't know if you know the story it's about two nights mm-hmm. uh and one claims that the other one assaulted his wife yeah, yeah, yeah and it like gives all the two nights and the wife's point of view and it really does bring up a lot of good consent issues. Uh, okay. Because, like, nobody thinks they have ever done anything wrong. Everyone's the hero of their own story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can absolutely see why. Uh, and, you know, at this point in history, and this was a true story, it had been, like, over 100 years till there had been a duel to the death. Mm. And they went to the French king, and it, or one of them was like, I want to fight him to the death. They're like, they outlawed that a long time ago. And the advisor's like, no, they didn't. We just stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah. And then, Turns out, we yeah. just told everybody we did. No, they, they just stopped. Because oh. who, who wants to fight to the death? <laughs> That's very permanent like the king's very confused like why isn't somebody just paying off somebody mm-hmm. like that's just how we solve things in france in the 1300s yeah but uh so, toss, toss somebody a sack of coins right we're good and the king was like it's not illegal screw it go ahead <laughs> go fight yeah. to the death i'm gonna watch and i'm gonna have a really good time <laughs> yeah that's that all right now into real news uh, Paramount officially delays mission impossible 7 and 8 Ooh. mission impossible 8 release dates to 20 
2023 and 2024, respectively, okay. uh, citing pandemic concerns. I saw a follow-up article that says they're also taking this time to make the movies better. Mm. I'm like, well, I like that. Yeah. Again, we've, we've said that all throughout the pandemic. Like, yeah. take the time to make... If you're going to push back, at least take the time to make them look better. Yeah. Uh, a new report reveals that the early test screening audience for the Batman, uh, mm-hmm. they were shown a four-hour cut of the movie. Jesus Christ. I am so devastated that we're getting here just shy of three hours. <laughs> I want the four-hour cut, which I get what they're doing. They're being ballsy. Like, yep. that's a gamble to put a four. Because yeah. when you put, even with a three-hour, but if you put a four-hour, you're knocking at least an entire round of movies out of each day. Yeah. So you're slashing your box office by 20%. Yeah. You're slashing yeah, you're, your box yeah, office. If you're, if you're going up against uh, 90 minutes... Then yeah, even a even a three hour movie is still right. yeah. You could have made twice as You're, much just by right. cutting the movie in half. You're saying the film is so good mm-hmm. that it's gonna play twice as long as a normal movie to make the same amount of money in theaters. And honestly, if you're gonna do it with something, do it with Batman. Sure. Yep. But even at three hours, it's ballsy. You're mm-hmm. saying this movie is Titanic good. You're saying this movie <laughs> yeah. is like Titanic good. Unlike Endgame, good. I like my example better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Endgame, it didn't it was, matter because you had 20 years of buildup. Yeah. There's nothing for this. This is Avatar, a brand new Batman. Yeah. Avatar was a gamble. Avatar was yeah. an absolute gamble that paid off. Yeah. I fully believe that. <laughs> yeah. Avatar 2 is a gamble because they waited, you know, 87 yeah. years. Still waiting. <laughs> right? I don't know if you remember, there was a guy that got like that entire back tattoo. Oh, of yeah. Avatar. Mm. Like now it's got to be either faded or wrinkled out of existence. <laughs> yeah. That poor guy. He's been waiting this for his. Like he eats, slept, and breathed Avatar. And he's been waiting this entire time. If he doesn't have a cameo in that movie, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> he deserves it. Just in the background of each of the four sequels. Yeah. <laughs> just a scientist in the background oh look at this we got a clone um yeah four hour cut is something i hope we eventually get yeah again when i think of four hour cut i'm thinking of that hatefully extended edition in four parts that i watch every winter Yeah, or the Zack snyder's justice league was that which was in six parts oh yeah and a prologue and a epilogue yeah that, <laughs> that was laborious i'll watch hateful eight yeah. over and over again but justice league laborious that one's good to like throw on the tv in the background though especially the <laughs> whatever uh, filmmaker wants to hear <laughs> you're real good to ignore <laughs> i guess it's long and pretty you know <laughs> boy if i had a nickel <laughs> i'd be broke all right here we go uh veep sam richardson did you ever watch veep no, it was one of those I always wanted to get into, but like was never in right. the mood to start it. I love Veep. I love Sam Richardson in it. He's like a later edition. Uh, he mm. is in Hocus Pocus 2 and had a fun quote. He said, I'm an absolute super fan of the original Hocus Pocus. I grew up watching that movie. Being in the sequel is so surreal and incredible. To work with the ladies is so, I don't want to use the word surreal again, but I'm outside <laughs> myself when I'm doing these scenes. I'm like, this is them. They are the characters, the Sanderson sisters, you know, like... There they are doing their spells, and I have a grin on my face. Nice. That makes me happy. Good for him. Yeah. I want that. I want to go see the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> um, <laughs> you will be able to uh, shortly. <laughs> right? Uh, 
Star Wars veteran Anthony Daniels mm-hmm. is a liar. That's what I'm saying. Say he wasn't in Spider-Man. <laughs> he was in Spider-Man. Uh, he's the new Andrew Garfield to make his... Uh, he's a liar. Uh, he took to Instagram to tease his return as fan favorite protocol droid C-3PO for mm-hmm. an unnamed project. Uh, he is in a green screen outfit. Oh. Like he's in the ping pong ball outfit. He's like, finally a suit that fits was his quote. Uh, uh, but he had previously said this is his last go around as oh, C-3PO yeah. for the last... for um. Mm-hmm. the rise of skywalker yeah. so i guess money talks and bullshit walks because <laughs> yeah i'm sure he just negotiated like, here's a pile of money and you don't have to put the suit on right so because <laughs> he's not wearing the suit most people are speculating that it's for droids okay the tv show the animated series yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it's animated uh but so they're they're just capturing like mocap for... i guess yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, it's for Mandalorian or uh, Andor or for Ahsoka mm. or for anything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, any of the 12 other things that are coming out. <laughs> but that would be such a bizarre thing to mocap for and CGI. Yeah. So I have to imagine it's droids because it's like, at that point, just do what they do for Mandalorian. Put somebody else in the suit and have him do the VO. Yeah, or like Bad Batch Season 2 or something. Like sure whatever that yeah some some animated yeah. thing my guess is mo- uh, he's just doing something animated or cgi if it's a cgi show but i do not think we'll have an animated c3po when they have the suit already <laughs> yeah and probably lots of them <laughs> but anyway he's a liar that's my, yeah. that's my point <laughs> if you can find a guy that will fit into the chewbacca suit you can find a guy that'll fit right. into the c3po suit fuck you <laughs> anthony <laughs> daniels uh we like Fight Club. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a fun story. I, <laughs> For different reasons than a lot of people. But right. Yes. <laughs> I, I really like Fight Club. Uh, it was a pivotal movie for me growing up. Uh, mm. I used to date someone who said that the biggest red flag when, mm-hmm. when you know, like dating someone was if their favorite club was Fight Club. I was going to say if they had like a poster on their wall. <laughs> no, I'm sure like, it was college. But yeah. she's like, you know, oh, if, you know, if I'm dating a guy and say, what are your favorite movies? If he even says Fight Club, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, I try not, to slip not in. Not worth f- out finding, why, finding out why. Right. You know, <laughs> so I like to slip in as often as possible how much mm. I like Fight Club. Because uh, <laughs> I'm petty. Um, but it has gotten a new ending edited in China. Oh, so China has taken out the very end of the movie's explosions. Okay, and added a title card instead. So now imagine <gasps> the end of Fight Club. Yeah, it's the, just the most like iconic visual of you, the entire movie. You found me at a weird time in my life, and you hold hand with Marla, and then yeah. a title card pops up that says the following: "Through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals." <gasps> Successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum, receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. Holy shit. They said lunatic asylum. Yeah. So, uh, Chuck Palahniuk, uh, am I saying that one right? Uh, Palahniuk? Palahniuk? 
I don't know. That's that's another one of those that I've like only ever read, <laughs> never he, heard out loud. He has been pretty vocal about his reaction to it, but on Substack, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 author writing the book uh, website, mm. uh, basically, I have a quote that says, "Tyler and the gang were all arrested. He was tried and sentenced to a mental asylum. How amazing! I had no idea. Justice always wins. Nothing ever exploded." Finny, <laughs> he's a little tongue in cheek about it. Yeah. So uh, apparently, you know rebellious activities especially the kind of stuff that's like oh, showing yeah. a fight club to be you know oh yeah anything addressed. that can be translated as like being against the state right <laughs> yeah. didn't didn't really uh fit well so the chinese censors changed it um yeah i mean at least it's still uh being able to be shown in china and you know what uh, no way home still not out in china sure made more than a billion and a half dollars without one of the biggest markets on the planet and i'm just gonna say <laughs> as someone who never wants their podcast banned in china good on you chinese government i agree i agree mm-hmm. that's right yep. we need more help for people with mental <laughs> issues that's correct and i'm glad that Tyler got what he wanted or needed mm-hmm. uh, slash narrator. I'm glad that he got the help that he needed. Uh, I'm not super big on the term lunatic asylum, but you know, yeah, it was you know lost in translation. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Good yeah. on you, China. And uh, Taiwan isn't a country. <laughs> there you go. Except if you're living in Taiwan. <laughs> nope, nope, no, no, no. Hey, hey, the, I did not say that. Dan said that. China owns Taiwan. That's what I'm saying. All right, moving on. <laughs> Emma Thompson mm-hmm. uh, came out in a movie that released uh, race- recently. It came out in the 22nd called Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. Oh, okay. Leo Grand. Either Leo Grande, depending on if sure. you're at Starbucks or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, an indie movie. Uh, it re- was released at Sundance and mm. features a lot of full nudity of her. Okay. Uh, she's 62 years old and you know so obviously get garnering a lot of pra, uh, press about it and everyone you know when they ask her about the film they're asking her about that and she had a really good uh statement so she's nude and uh, mostly with two other characters mm. and here's her quote sophie daryl daryl and i rehearsed entirely nude and talked about our bodies talked about our relationship with our bodies drew them Discuss the things that we find difficult about, things that we like about them, described one another's bodies. It was very challenging to be nude at 62. Her character stands in front of a mirror alone and drops her robe. Nothing has changed in the dreadful demands made upon women in the real world, but also in acting. The thing uh, the thing of having to be thin is still the same as it ever was, and actually in some ways I think it's worse now. Mm. Uh, so to kind of get over this phobia... She rehearsed naked with her coast. Can you imagine having some coworkers and being like, "Wow, we're gonna we're gonna work on a project together. Everybody strip <laughs> and talk about each other's bodies." Yeah, woof. Good for her, man. Word. I love yeah. that story. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That should have been my light in the news. All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, did you see? Don't look up. Still haven't watched it. Yet. Uh, I've been it, working a lot this a, past week. <laughs> good. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a, you know, it's a beautiful movie. It's hard to watch for the same reason everyone says is that it's so fucking plausible. Yeah. It's, you know, even if we were facing our own destruction, it's really going to be like, well, how's this going to affect my Instagram following, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, Adam McKay, you know, produced it. Uh, it or, sorry, he directed it, uh, but yeah, he is yeah. producing an upcoming feature film about January 6th. Yeah, it's just called like J6. Uh and I really hope it's in the same tone. 
Mm-hmm. Because like it's poignant because like you're screaming at the screen during Don't Look Up. You're screaming like, you guys are not getting it. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be the same. From the, the blurb that I read about it, it seemed like it was more of a documentary. There's so many documentaries about it, though. That's such a bummer. Like, I want to yeah. see a farce of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want yeah. to show like the loss of life was for nothing. For yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was gonna be more of like an in the trenches kind of thing where like they're they're not even gonna deal with any of the White House stuff. Oh, they're just gonna show the like action. It's just Man, nothing <laughs> it viscerally affects me watching these documentaries. Like yeah. that on the ground stuff. I think it was the Hulu one where it like specifically talks about like the cops in the tunnel mm. doing like the almost like tug of war, like yeah. how there's like tens of thousands of people outside and like 80 cops holding this tunnel yeah yeah, yeah. and the tunnel itself not even important because the people that are protesting didn't really Mm -hmm. do the research on the building yeah i just kicked your mic Uh, (laughs) yeah uh, it's like a couple of people did none of them were in charge of that right (laughs) yeah and so it's literally like tens of thousands like they're holding this tunnel they're holding this tunnel and it's just Oh, it's just heartbreak. And like, you know, the, the, the cop that they got, they pulled out into the crowd mm-hmm. and they're like, get his gun. And they took his gun away and they, they're holding a taser to the base of his skull and taser like for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's got severe like mental like uh, problems now because his brain was shocked. Yeah. And not nonstop. And it, it is terrifying shit. Yeah. So I, if it's just a documentary, I'll probably skip another one. It just, it makes me so mad and so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, not, <laughs> not it a fun does. watch. It's not. None of it is. And it's like, I remember when it happened, I was at the 5x5 five five office when it still existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was at the 5x5 five five office with Dan Benjamin and we were having lunch in the office and we're like watching it in real time. And it's almost jokey because they're not showing you the on the boot stuff. They're showing you the feed of the inside mm. of the Capitol when they've gotten in and they're just walking around aimlessly because they don't know where anything is. Yeah. Don't know where anything is or what to do. Right. There's uh, is like the fucking, like the Naruto run to the area 51. It's like, what are you going to do? Right. If you get in. <laughs> what are you going to do when there's actual <laughs> aliens? What are you going to fight them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like we, I remember at the time joking, and, you know, it's not a, it's almost like, uh, you know, at, during 9-11, uh, I was working at a farm. Remember the farm I lived on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working at the farm stand because our teachers were on strike. So yeah. we weren't in school. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, we have weirdly different memories than most of the people yeah. our age. And I remember someone <laughs> told us it happened. And I remember turning on the radio and listening. And this was after I'm, I'm working on a farm. So it's early. Mm-hmm. I'm working at a produce stand like Letterkenny. Yeah. And uh, approximately 830 or something yeah. in the morning. And I said to uh, to the guy on the farm, the boss, I'm like, hey, man, a plane just hit the World Trade Center. He goes, Ugh, is it going to affect the price of corn? And then he walked off. Uh. And I'm like, oh, I don't think this was an X. Ex- and then the second plane hit. And then he came back and he said that wasn't a funny joke. Like, I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, yeah. He's like, I didn't understand that it wasn't an accident. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you know, you all felt the gravity of the day. Now, uh, during the the January 6th thing, like, me and Dan were, like, laughing hysterically because we're watching these, quote-unquote, insurrectionists follow... Yeah, shaman dude. Right. Yeah. But more importantly, they were following the velvet ropes. (laughs) Like, you know, they're in the rotunda, and they eventually knocked them over. They were going to smash in the windows, but, like... That's kind of my point. Yeah. They showed a picture of this door that had been smashed in, but then they're, like, (laughs) 
carefully going around like the plotted lines <laughs> yeah. of the velvet rope and i'm like nothing will ever stop the power of a velvet rope no. when i was working in the club i used to book at the first thing i did was i added a velvet rope in the in the sound booth oh yeah because people would walk up and make requests all the time and i'm like i don't want that and everyone respects a velvet rope yeah everyone we'll try to does. lean lean over it a little bit oh sure but like don't as never close cross as possible it. without touching it yeah <laughs> you know and i just thought that was so funny and then when i see like what's actually going outside and just how sad it is. And there's literally like, you know, 30 of these wackadoos walking around in between mm-hmm. these two velvet ropes while tens of thousands of their buddies are on the other side of the building trying to break into a part that's not even occupied. It's... Yeah. Oof. It's <laughs> the blind leading the blind. I'm, I could go on and on about this. It has nothing to do with movies, but... This is this well, got abrasive uh, and meandering. J6. Yeah, J6. Um, but like, I, I would rather have more of like a farcical, like, Veep style... Mm like of the organization of it rather than just mm, watch yeah, this footage yeah. over and over again. Cause it's just, Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Just at the expense of the fucking dummies <laughs> who are doing it. Yeah. I think it was only, they've only arrested 700 people so far. And I'm like, that seems <laughs> like a very small number. Yeah. Cause like, that's just the arrest. That's not the convictions. Yeah. The convictions yeah, yeah. that are happening, like they seem reasonable. Like, a year in prison. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, this was a this was a mistake, but you were goaded on by someone. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that you were goaded. Yeah, the, the mob mentality sure. has to be so taken you, into account for. This is this should not ruin the entire rest of your life, but you should lose a chunk of it. I, I'm, I'm getting too political in the movie <laughs> podcast. I know we're going to get some hippie haters going to write us a whole new type of uh, review here. But uh, we're going to move on. Uh, let's talk about rumors. <laughs> in fact, right. hold on. It's time for me to go to the rumor mill. Uh, <laughs> right, I was going to say, I was like, that's... No. Nope. I, I don't have any rumors. Nope. <laughs> James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, though it seemed like the next James Bond search would take a, a very long while, mm-hmm. uh, industry insiders are suggesting that the timing of the announcement is actually going to come in March. Okay. It's going to come right after the Oscars, like in the week after. All right. They're going to wait for the news of the Oscars to die down, and then boom, you're going to get James Bond. Word. So that's the word on the street. All right. So they're, they they still want to have your for your consideration things for Daniel Craig. Right. And then once I that's run its are, course, they'll be like, all right, here's the next guy. I think they are somewhat very optimistically expecting it to get an Oscar. Oh, yeah. And for people to be clamoring for more James Bond. I think that is a very optimistic mm-hmm. idea they have. Yep. Well, they, you know, there wasn't yeah. a ton of competition, so maybe it's like, this is our year. Right, sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Rock has not shared any details, mm. but he put out a secret. Uh, he's working on a secret video game movie. Okay. And he's not telling them what it is, but there's already like people leaking that it's most likely a Call of Duty adaptation. Okay. So color me not giving a shit. Yeah. Boy, do I not fucking care. Yeah. Well, like, what's the story of Call of Duty? It's like, oh, there's a war. We're going to go kill some people. It's a war movie. Yeah. Okay. The only war movie I care about (laughs) is it's in the future. There's robots. (laughs) Not necessarily in space. Definitely some time travel. Space is a bonus, but not necessary. And Christian Bale is there killing some Terminators. That's all I care about. That's the only war movie I want. I want him on set. I want him angry. I want him yelling. I want Christian Bale pissed off. 
Good for you! It's either in the future or in uh, the very past. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's it. No medium on no. horror movies. That's true. <laughs> I want it duel to the deaths in the 1300s. <laughs> yeah. I want future against the Navi, or I want it a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. That's a, I don't want any current war movies because, like, that's reality. You know, I don't want a movie where, like, let's say a theoretical dictator is like gearing up to invade Ukraine, and so we yeah. start sending two hundred thousand mm-hmm. pound pallets or pounds yeah. of pallets. To the, I'm not gonna get it. I'm gonna stop. We're gonna, we're yeah. just gonna have to do a political uh, podcast where, like, again, just like this. I don't read the articles. I just read the titles. <laughs> we'll call it, you know, Fox News. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> political and stuff. I bet I could be political too. <laughs> uh oh, it's time for Dan News. You know it now. I was gonna. I was trying to think of a, oh, some kind of segue between politics and any of the stories i have and i got nothing, yeah, nothing. <laughs> here's some non-political material <laughs> uh mortal kombat 2 is happening sure remember when uh they were writing that now uh, the the writer was saying oh, i was envisioning this as a trilogy sure all of this uh yeah he's not doing the next one. Oh no why <laughs> say why or no. they got um jeremy slater Slatters later. Who that? Uh, who is the head writer on Moon Knight? Oh, yeah. You know what it was? Is it made a little bit of money, and now they're gonna Joel Schumacher the shit out of it? Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Hey, this this has got some legs. Let's uh, let's get somebody else in here to <laughs> make the writing a little better." Do you hear your background music this week? I, it's just a it's, it's a crackly fire. Yeah. Would you say that? This episode is, <laughs> is Fireside. Fire adjacent. Fireside chat with Dan. <laughs> fireside. I'll take it. Thank you. Um, yeah, to be uh, to be released uh, sometime in 2023 or 2024. All right. They know I like the first one. I what, thought it was fun. What I am enjoying is that they're not saying they're doing two and three and shooting them together or anything. They're That's just like, no, right. we're just doing another one. <laughs> right, the the first one worked so well. We fired the director. Yeah, um, I don't know about the director. Let's see that. Let's uh, no other deals oh, are in writer. place for the sequel. So the director may be coming back. Maybe not. No, uh, nothing set in stone yet. Got it. Um, but uh, yeah, the dude who's writing Moon Knight uh, also was. Alright, they just replaced the writer. That I care less about. Yeah, one of the... <laughs> Thank you. I'm keeping that in the show. <laughs> there you go. Um, he was also one of the writers on the Umbrella Academy. Love Umbrella Academy. Um, but he was also one of the three story play by credits on uh, Fan Four Stick. <laughs> Josh Trank. Fantastic movie. Uh, IMDb doesn't say if he was one of the original ones that maybe had written a good script <laughs> or if or he, was, if one he the, was one of the hired guns to come fix the bad script. I call them arsonists. <laughs> uh, yeah. So who, who knows exactly what his, uh, what his input on Fuck that you. one was. But Fuck you. Fuck you. Moon Knight looks like it's gonna be good. So. Fuck you. All right, I'm gonna be honest with you. Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on that trailer. Oh, the Moon Knight trailer. I'm not sold on it. 
It's a, it's, it's a complicated character that is, right. I, I have to imagine, is difficult to give you in 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, what what the hell this thing is going to be about. I mean, I, I love who's playing him. Yep. I think it's a good casting, but mm-hmm. he's going to have to act the shit out of that, dude. Yeah. I hope I eat these words. It's also like they're showing his one personality that isn't either of the main two. Right, sure. And that's like the one that you're getting familiar with in the trailer, which is a little weird to me. Because like he's Mark Spector, so he's the guy where he's like, why'd you call me Mark? That's who he actually is in the comics is his main thing. And then, of course, also being the vigilante Moon Knight. Right. And then we see, you know, a couple of frames of him <laughs> just beaten up an Anubis-looking thing. Sure. <laughs> it's like, all right, that looks cool. Give me, give me more of that. <laughs> the suit, to me, also looks like it is a early 2000s WB hour-long TV show. <laughs> there is something about its weird lighting. Like, the, the lighting on the suit doesn't match right, the surroundings. On. Yeah, not sold on the suit, not sold on the premise, but hopefully I eat these words, because yeah. I've not disliked a Marvel TV show yet. Yeah, maybe the, he uh, shines with the, you know, the albedo of the moon, Shine whether he's like in darkness or in light, I don't know. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? Um, other sequels that are happening that I am actually excited for, uh, Dune 2 is, uh, is in development. That's good. It would have been su- such a letdown if they didn't do it. <laughs> right? Um, a, a, a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Denis Villeneuve said, Neuve. um, uh, right now I'm in what you were, co- uh, what you call soft prep. Meaning that we're finishing the screenplay. We'll start Boy, if I had a soon. <laughs> Me too. Um, this is part two is being designed right now by the production designer, uh, Patrice v- Vermette. Um, it's that beautiful part where it's just dreaming, looking at the ceiling, oh. and thinking about the movie. I love it. Uh, I mean, it's like the moment where everything is possible before we have the shock of reality that will come. Which is <laughs> just like, all right, we did, we wrote all the things down we want. Now we actually actually have to fucking do it. Oof. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, so he's in a he's in a good place, and that's they're they're letting him take the time to think it out. It seems like they're not super rushing him to like. Sure. It made money. Fucking make it now. Well, unlike the regular Dune, like they like, kind of like gloss over. It's like for like many years they were in the mm-hmm. desert in training, <laughs> yeah. and then they do part two. But the characters don't age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I forget yeah. how long it is, but it's like a long. I think they're saying that the spice gives you mm. long lives, but like instead of showing that, they're just like. It's been 30 years. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> yeah, age. Don't worry about it. They're still teenagers. <laughs> Magic. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what else have we got? We've got some uh, The Batman news. Uh, Matt Reeves, finally, <laughs> the only piece of the, the whole article that I kind of gave a shit about and was sure. happy about, sure. uh, was asked about... Um, whether or not we were going to see the origin again. Ugh. 
of Batman, and his answer was, we've seen it so many times. Nice. It's been done too much. I knew we couldn't do that. Good, good. <laughs> the, if I need to see one more broken string of pearls. <laughs> the article goes on to list. We've seen that. <laughs> Literally, uh, Bruce watching his parents get murdered uh, in Tim Burton's Batman, Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever, Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins, Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, and even the jo- 2019's Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like we've seen this six times on screen in the last thirty years. And then years. if you count up every like Batman animated thing too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just the live action ones. That's a <laughs> the lot. live action movies. Yeah, not even this T V show. <laughs> so that made me really happy. Yeah. It's like thank you. So Spider-Man yeah, even though thing. this thing is apparently three to four hours long, <laughs> they're not gonna make us sit through that again. I'm like, I'm sure it's traumatic to watch your parents gun down, but, like, bad yeah. shit happens to people every day. And the reason we're, we're always like, oh, yeah, that was so traumatic for him is because he was a rich white man. Oh, yeah. Like, bad shit happens to people <laughs> all over the world much worse than that every mm-hmm. single day. None of them cope with it. Yeah. By he putting on a costume and a child shit. soldier or some shit. Like, right. there are way worse things sure. than, oh, I'm going to live with my butler in a, a billionaire mansion. Right. Yeah. And, and then be like, be sad. and I know I've said this on the show before, and it's not even <laughs> like my original idea, but like, if the city is suffering socioeconomically, mm-hmm. maybe don't beat up the people that have been forced to like rob banks or like steal from jewelry stores <laughs> yeah. to feed their families. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Be a millionaire instead. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He's just beating the shit out of Aladdin. Yeah. Where's the bread? Yeah. (laughs) Where's the... We're going to call you Monkey Man. Because you've got a monkey with you. (laughs) Yup. Oh, no. The street rat has escaped from Arkham. (laughs) Yup. That's why it's, I'm actually kind of happy that this uh, this movie seems to be focusing on the, like, crime bosses. Right. Where it's not just, like, the guy who needs to fucking, you know, feed his family. Sure, yeah. Pay his rent or get... He's impersonating the, the head of state. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, if, if Bruce Wayne would just be like, I'm a millionaire instead of a billionaire now, I bet he could just fix Gotham. Yeah. Like that's a lot. It buys a lot of after-school programs, mm-hmm. a lot of pays, detectives, pays a lot of, a lot of mortgages on affordable housing. You know? Sure. <laughs> like, let's say you put all that money and you get some like a really good, you know, criminal investigation unit, and mm-hmm. then you can still have your bat cave and you know do investigations and just give anonymous tips to people to bring these mob bosses in. Yeah. You don't need to go beat people up, Bruce. You're no. doing that for you. You're not doing that for anyone else. Yeah. You imagine if the world's greatest detective was just like a PI. Yeah, Sherlock fucking Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. Actually, like. Hurl Perquo. I can't say correctly. it. Who's from yeah. Murder on the Orient Express? Hurl uh, Perquo. I can't yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what we need. If you're the world's <laughs> greatest detective, why are you fist fighting Bane, you piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. I've got some issues to work out. <laughs> Look at all my wonderful toys. <laughs> Fuck you, Batman. Uh, speaking of, uh, I, I sent this exact same argument to a friend of ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like it either. 
Man, like, think of the Nolan Batmans, like, the time between two and three. Uh, like, that time he spent just doing nothing. Yeah. And, like, Gotham was fine with that, you know. And then yeah. Bane came in, but, like, whatever, just... If he, he had spent retired that... for, like, eight years or something. Right. If he had spent all that time just fixing the city or, like, giving him that renewable energy, he you know, that got turned against him anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. That city would have been such a utopia. Bane would have said, oh, this, this city doesn't need to be wiped off the... Face of the earth. It's, yeah. it's now the shining example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the example of how you can turn around a, <laughs> a city that's in bad shape. You motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> Pithy motherfucker. All right, God. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I have is uh, Sam Raimi's doing interviews. Oh, good. Um, he did an interview with Variety, um, where they asked him if he'd seen Spider-Man No Way Home, what his thoughts were It'd be weird if it. he didn't. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, it was so much fun. I love No Way Home, and the audience I was with went crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was delightful to watch Alfred play his role with Willem Dafoe, uh, just seeing these guys take it to the next level. Aww. And uh, Toby was awesome as always. Uh, the best word I can say is it was refreshing for me. Oh, that's great. Be funny if you just threw some shit. Didn't care for Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everything was great except that little prick. (laughs) Yeah. Goddamn right, Peter 3. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And then uh, then they started talking about uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, sure. knowing it's, it had gone through significant reshoots. Right. Um, and he says, uh, I think we're done. Uh, we just cut everything. We're, um, we're just starting to test the picture, and we'll find out if there's anything that uh, needs to be picked up uh, or if there's something's unclear or another improvement um, that can be made in the short amount of time left. I'll do it. Uh, one thing I know about the Marvel team is that they won't stop. <laughs> they'll, they'll keep pushing it until it's as close to being as great as it possibly could. Nice. Um, and they were like, oh, what is it? You know, working with uh, Marvel Studios. And he says, Marvel's been a great team to work with. Um, I think that was a not surprising surprise. <laughs> right. I, I've been super supported the whole time by Marvel Operations, starting at the top with Kevin Feige. Uh, working all the way down to the crews that they work with. They're super professional, and they've supported me every step of the way. Nice. Yeah. That's a feel-good story. Right? I like that. Yeah. I'll take it. So looking, yeah, looking like they, uh, thankfully, again, had the time <laughs> right. for certain reasons, but were able to uh, reshoot a bunch of stuff, and then they they don't let it just sit on the shelf. They go like, oh, well, we got time. What What else can we do? Can we I saw a, get some more cameos, get some more, you know, tweak this line, do a reshoot here, whatever. I saw an article that says that uh, the, the the working theory is that Doctor Strange is going to have his own team of, like, multiverse Avengers. Like, well, of course he is, because that's what they did in What If, and they like yeah. to reuse their storylines as often <laughs> as yeah. possible. That is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Because we've seen it, and everyone was positive about it. It's so like, cool, do it again. Yep. They've, Spider-Verse, big hit. Mm-hmm. What'd they do? <laughs> do it again. Do it again. <laughs> what else you got? Yeah, worked good in cartoon? Cool. Do it live action. Right. <laughs> and then they keep getting rewarded with billions of dollars, so why do anything different? Sixth biggest movie in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know the Spider-Verse people are just like, motherfucker. 
<laughs> yep. Well, they got fucking another two parts coming out, too. They don't got sixth biggest movie in the world money, though. True. True. Yep. All right, what else you got? That's all I got. Why the fuck do we need this in the world? No shit, this fireplace sound made me hot as fuck. Like, it just <laughs> psychosomatically, I'm like, why is it so hot? <laughs> I'm listening to a fire. Um, all right. <laughs> a Christmas Story sequel is officially in development by Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and we'll see the uh, original star, Peter Billingsley, as Ralphie. Okay. Now, he was also in the MCU. Ralphie. Oh, yeah. Ralphie was the guy that's like, uh, I'm not Tony Stark after... What's his face? Um, the dude yells at him. Tony yeah, yeah, Stark yeah. made this yeah, with a box of scraps in yeah. a yeah. cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's he was Ralphie. Working with Mysterio. And he was later. He was working with Mysterio. Spoiler for the last Spider-Man <laughs> yeah, movie. Sure. <laughs> I don't care about that spoiler. Uh, but uh, we don't need this. The only thing that I could come out of this is like the guy that had bought the original Christmas Story house. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this at one point. He bought the house, had it completely renovated to look like it did yeah, yeah, in, the in the movie, and now it's a museum. And he bought the house across the street to be a a a, um, a gift shop. So yeah, now I'm yeah. like, I hope the production team's like, well, this guy did all the work, and that, that they can just <laughs> yeah. rent the movie, rent the house from him, mm-hmm. and he makes a bunch of money. And then the next one comes out, and he makes even more money because yep, it's more one, relevant. One location, no set dressing needed. <laughs> right, it's already it's exactly as it was. Uh, Although I have to imagine that they would redo it because now it's yeah, the future. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Although it would be funnier if it just because there is a sequel, and no one believes me when I talk about this. There's a sequel <laughs> to a Christmas story called "It Runs in the Family," mm. and it's about Ralphie who already is like over his BB gun, and it's the springtime now, and he's going back to school, and he wants a spinning top. Okay, like you know, <laughs> yes, like a, like a Beyblade, but like the old school style. Yeah. 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 Because uh, that's how children work. <laughs> and I remember watching this as a kid, and no one, like, you can never find it anymore, but no one ever believes me. There. But like, I want a sequel where it's like the next day after Christmas, but Peter Billingsley is playing himself, but like as Ralphie, mm. as 10 year old Ralphie, and everybody else is y- young, and nobody mentions it, like in that pen, <laughs> like pen 15 like, style. Yeah, like, like Wolfred. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's Ralph, he's adult. 50-year-old Ralphie, but he's still 10 again. <laughs> that I'll watch. Just for, like, the amaze factor. But Just we don't do it as, this. like, a like a, a frame story where it's him telling the story at the beginning and end as, you know, his right. current age self so that it makes oh, that's sense funny. that, like, it's just, yeah. it's just the memory of him is what he looks like yeah. now. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But we don't need this. They already have a sequel and nobody knows about it. <laughs> It already exists. <laughs> it's like when the Superman Returns came and just skipped three and four, you know? Yep. It's going to be like that. Yep. Yeah, we, we don't need it. <laughs> it's time to lighten the mood before we go. So this isn't as good as the nude story. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty interesting. So uh, there's a couple good examples of people saying shit and it getting blown out of proportion. So No. No. <laughs> what was it? Something somebody said online? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I can think of people that, you know, have lost jobs in Marvel movies because of mm. being on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But neither here nor there. Uh, Peter Dinklage was on What the Fuck with Mark Maron. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And he, you know, they brought up the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves live action remake because Disney's doing live action remakes. Yeah, because again, they keep making billions right. of dollars. Sure. So why stop? Yeah. And you know, they had they had gotten a, a, a Latinx actress to be Snow White, and were yeah. jerking themselves off for the the representation. Yeah, yeah. Look how progressive we are. So here's what Peter Dinklage said. Literally no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a Latin actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Take a step (laughs) back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, but then you're still making a fucking backward story about Seven Dwarfs living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man? (laughs) Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. I don't know which studio that is, but we're... But they were so proud of it. All love and respect to the actress and the people. And they thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, what are you doing? So now all the news outlets are like, Peter Diglish says, what the fuck are you doing, Disney? <laughs> yeah. So he didn't even know it was Disney doing it, which is funny. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess it's it's one of those like, yeah. Disney did it because it was fucking public domain. Like, like, you know, anybody can make this story. S- yeah. Sydney White, you know, those, those rip-off movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So anyway... Uh, which is funny because, you know, he worked for them for, yeah. uh, was it, uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. Um, but, like, it got blown out of proportion. He's he's really just, like, it's more an exasperation. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just stop. Yeah. Um, so, Disney <laughs> released a statement about <laughs> Dieter, uh, Peter, Dieter, Dieter Pinklage's. <laughs> Peter Pinklage. Cumbersnatch. Uh, right, Cumbersnatch. <laughs> Snickerdoodle Cuddlebutt. Yeah. Uh, about his statements and they're like hey you know we really try to do representation the right way and we might have missed the mark this way i don't i should have copied their exact statement i didn't Mm. but anyway they're gonna change it from seven dwarves to seven magical creatures okay they're gonna change it all right i think that's fucking rad yeah i think if you're you're not gonna change the story yeah change them from (laughs) from being really shitty to real people to be like yeah uh, magic creatures right yeah i think that's fucking rad yeah I think they, they took that and they're like you know and because the, they could have fought that and yeah. it's disney and it yeah, wouldn't have been like you know what it's fucking right they, <laughs> they could have been like this is look this is a beloved institution people love snow white and the seven doors we're sorry you feel this way mm-hmm. um We've made some donation to some cause for for y- <laughs> y'all, <laughs> and uh, that's it. But they took it to heart, and I, and like it yeah. wasn't even that big a deal. Like it's not like he was like I'm boycotting Disney here. He's just like yeah, what the fuck have I not been yeah, out here? Just doing the brought thing? it up in conversation. It was just like yeah, it's fucking yeah, because of course they're doing it. Whatever. He also <laughs> you know like played a, a dwarf in yeah Infinity War. It was just you know a twenty foot tall dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting i just thought that was really interesting that like the media made the, his comment much bigger than it was but then disney's like all right fuck it now they're mad what y'all are, we don't care about these movies y'all are gonna come see them anyway <laughs> yeah. it could be snow white and the seven little pieces of shit <laughs> yeah and you it's would like, still oh, you come mean this. we don't have to go find uh, actual little people to pay to be in this fucking thing we don't have to cgi <laughs> dopey this yeah. is rad <laughs> done deal yep now it's gonna be seven i'm sure they'll have the same names they'll just be like yeah fairies or something like that yeah oh it made me happy dogs and cats got names why not sure you know fairies all dogs go to heaven woodland creatures you know where the cats go <laughs> i know where they go yeah. all right on that note 
Thanks so much to everyone who listened to this episode. I don't know what we're going to call the show anymore, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Because 5 by 5 is not really a thing anymore. Fireside at the movies. Fireside does, at the movie. We can just call it At the Movies with Keith and Dan. Yeah. I don't know. Fire ki- Fireside conversations about being at the movies. <laughs> That's a good Dan. one. <laughs> yeah, let's call it that. Everyone loves <laughs> typing in a really long title to yeah. find their... What was I can to get to the exact point you're saying? I can never remember the name of the TV show that Paul Shear does. That's a like a Law and Order SVU, but it's like just a string of oh, letters right. and it ends in like SUV. Sure, because <laughs> why not? Anyway, uh, this this might be a good because we're turning over a new leaf. For it. We're going to be hosted somewhere else. Yeah. Tell you what, if you're listening to the show. And I know several thousand of you are, which I'm very appreciative of. Yeah. Tell us what you want this show to be called. If you want us to just keep it five by five of the movies as like mm. an homage to our beginnings and yeah, like where we, we come some, from. Some good acronyms, maybe. Right. Maybe maybe you just loved five by five so much in its heyday. You want us to keep that. Maybe you like that we're we're pushing the fireside part, and you're like, we want fireside at the movies. Maybe you just like at the movies. Maybe you want to call it. Maybe we should just call it abrasive, <laughs> abrasive, <laughs> and meandering the podcast. You talking about A and M the podcast? FKA five by five at the movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. So, uh, tell us what you want it to be called. Um, the podcast formerly known as right now. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm automatically going to take Kyle's suggestions more serious because he's given us money than our six Patreon subscribers Mm -hmm. and then then Hippie Hater (laughs) and then everyone else. (laughs) Maybe Yaro. But he owes us some Mm -hmm. music, so we'll see. Yeah, Yeah, if there's a a new soundtrack to go with this new name, (laughs) we we can be bribed in Evolve music. Yeah, maybe there's a, a yet unreleased song (laughs) that could be the new soundtrack for the next anyway uh, i would love to hear suggestions so you can find us on patreon slash five by five at the movies for now yeah you can find us on facebook at five by five the movies for now Mm -hmm. uh, or just email us five by five film at gmail.com let us know what you want us to do with this show now that's not on five by five yeah yeah how about that (laughs) A weird problem we never thought we'd have, right? <laughs> Renaming the show if we were, in, we might not rename it at all. Yeah, but we'll see what the people, what the not people like, demand. Not like somebody's gonna sue us. <laughs> <laughs> I like his house. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we don't get a lot of interaction from y'all, but now we actually need it. So uh, tell yeah. us what we should do with this show because <laughs> I like doing the show. Yeah. All right. If you have any thoughts, uh, concerns, criticisms, or sponsorship opportunities, because Fuck, we need a sponsor, and we can actually back it up with our metrics right now. Hit us up at 5x5film at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook with the Red Hot Memes. I just told you where. Thank you, Dan Benjamin. Oh, I have to change this. Oh, yeah, you Um, do. Thank you, Dan Benjamin, and I guess Fireside, and not the 5x5 Podcast Network. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week with another blank at the movies. Roll (laughs) Roll credits. credits. Fuck you.